Hi, this is Gabriela. And this is Brandy. And this is Wood Gossip. Did I say it right? I think I said it wrong last time. Yeah, you said it right. Oh. I don't think you said it wrong last time. Mm. You know what I was thinking today about the mug that you gave me for Which the podcast? <gasps> I have I it. I forgot that I did that. I have it, but I haven't seen it in so long because I'm not at my house. That is adorable. <laughs> yes. Um, are we recording? Yeah. Okay. How are you? I gave you the <laughs> nod. I'm doing great. How are you? We talked for like three, four hours. I know. And this always happens that we're like staring at each other because we don't have stories because we already said it. Yeah. It's like, what are we talking about now? But I have one. So um, today I was coming from work and I see this lady like running behind me. And I was, I always wear my AirPods if the, I park my car like very far. Yeah. So I just keep listening to my podcast and she says something. I think she said like, oh, I'm sorry that she scared me kind of. And I was like, oh, no, no worries. And then she was like, oh, so you are taking the elevator. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then she was like, <laughs> she was kind of, she was nice. But she's this kind of person that looked like she's always like anxious. She's always like spinning around. That's how she looked. Like all fluster. Yeah. And she was like, oh, do you know that somebody died in this elevator? <laughs> what? And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. Oh no, God, he just dropped that in this elevator. So I haven't taken the elevator in so long because I was scared. She was like, and I was like, oh my God, was he like, what was it? Like a, a heart attack? She was like, yeah, a heart attack. I'm like, so I just got into the conversation with her because she was coming to the same floor. And I'm like, oh my God, can you imagine? This was me like trying to keep going to the gossip. I'm like, can you imagine the person that found him? She's like, I know I will be traumatized. <laughs> I felt like an old lady going with her gossip. <laughs> and then and she's like, oh, no, no, but they changed the carpet. Oh, good. Oh, the elevator. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, why was that. he bleeding or something? <laughs> well, I mean, he would have like, his body would have evacuated its oh, fluids. Oh, okay. So, well, it doesn't matter because like the building where I live don't mind the ac i was gonna say that it's essential <laughs> and um it's like full of pee all the time so i'm like they should change it more like often wait what why is because it full of pee the dogs pee in it and it smelled like pee sometimes. oh you meant the elevator here for some reason i thought you were talking about the elevator like at work no here here oh this yeah. is this took on a whole new level because i was like oh in a hospital it makes a lot of sense oh, that somebody might pass no it was elevator. here in this villain recently I don't know. I didn't ask if it was recently. Oh, that poor man. I know. She was like, oh, no, it was an old man. Like, kind of like, it was fine. Like, it was going to happen. Oh, sure. Yeah, right? So we got out on the same floor. Floor. And it's your neighbor? <laughs> yes. So she's like, what apartment are you? So I'm like, 11. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like... I think it's so funny because I got so into the gossip with her that I look like an old lady. I'm like, why you? I'm like, what? She was like, I'm like, don't tell me that is the apartment. And she goes like, yeah, shut up. I'm like, and she goes like, oh, no, don't worry. He was a really nice old man. And I'm like, 
<laughs> he was like, no, he was super nice. Like, but I, that was his apartment. He like he kept it very clean. And then, so I say, oh no, so it has like good vibes. And she's like, yeah, 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 you're fine. So I'm op- like, that's why the dishes keep getting done. <laughs> and then I opened the door. She's like, oh no, 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 never mind. It's not that one. It's the next one. So you're fine. Good night. <laughs> like this bitch is crazy. <laughs> that was a nice afternoon. Like I was not expecting. To that was get today. It. That was today. Yeah, oh, coming shit. from work today. That you did fun. say that in the beginning. That was funny. I think it was funnier because I got into it. Like you know, when somebody's talking to you, you don't get in, and it, like they just stop talking. But because uh-huh. I kept going with the conversation, I think she kind of like, oh, let's keep talking. So I think that made me like laugh because mm. I went, be I went with it. Me vibes in the future. <laughs> I'm certainly the one that keeps talking. You know, like as I get older, I do get more into like if somebody makes a comment, I will be like, oh, okay. And then the person will say something like before I will be like, okay, whatever. Thank you. Like, like that. Not like the mean way. It's just like, I don't want to have this small talk. But I think as I get older, when some older people sometimes that small talk, like to make you like a comment or like a compliment. Yeah. I do kind of like go along with it. Yeah. And I see the difference in the people are like, oh, that was nice of that person too. You know what I'm yeah. getting to? No, I totally get it. Oh my God, I'm getting old. <laughs> I mean, we don't get any younger. Um, how was your weekend? Um, it was good. I actually feel like, did I tell you about my crisis? You had a crisis? I did. About? I had a fantastic. Did they make you walk? That's what happened. LOL. <laughs> Um, no, I had a fantastic weekend. We went to Vermont. We were staying with friends. But, you know, I don't have the best digestive system. Yeah, we know. And I was... Okay, hon. I, I made it worse. Okay. So. I, I was um, <laughs> the brandy version of Wilden. Wilden? Like I was eating whatever I wanted. Oh. Um, I also took about... You know, 15 emodium. That's an exaggeration, mm-hmm. but kind of definitely took too many. Um, and so on Saturday night, I was having a nightmare <laughs> that I had to move to Lakeville. What, where is that? It's uh, like 20 minutes north ish of Somerset, mm-hmm. I think. Anywho, that's where his that's where Ben grew up. OK, that's where his parents live. And I don't know why it was a nightmare, because I don't think I would hate it. But, like, the commute would be awful. Yeah. But I, I don't particularly dislike Lakeville. Okay. Um, it's not personal. But, like, I was having a lot of negative feelings in my dream. And then I thought I heard Ben choking in real life. Mm-hmm. And we were sleeping on an air mattress, like, on a camper prop okay. in their living room, which is an add-on. So it has a door, like Uh-oh. a very nice, like, farmhouse-looking door almost. Okay. So it was like, that's okay. Am I all right? It was separate from the house. So I wasn't like waking anybody up at this point, Mm -hmm. but I woke up in a panic, but then I very quickly realized Ben was not in fact choking. And it was the dog (gasps) that wouldn't leave the room. He was um, gagging, you know, as dogs do, you know, sometimes they're like, okay, it wasn't, it was, it was not at all an issue. The dog was absolutely fine. But you were not <laughs> when I realized that the dog was not choking and that he was fine. 
No, before I did, I started freaking out and I was like, dog, 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 dog. And so Ben woke up in a panic, turned on the light and was like, what is the issue? Uh-huh. And I was like, absolutely nothing is the issue, except <laughs> now I feel like I'm not okay. And he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, maybe it was just like the adrenaline rush, but my whole body yeah. was sweating. Yes, that happens. And I was so lightheaded and yeah. I was just like, I'm going to be fine. I'm just going to sit here for a minute and then I'll be fine. Uh-huh. But... I didn't become fine. I became much worse. Like I had a brick at the top of my stomach and I was like, I really have to pee and I really have to poop. But like, if I try to poop, I'm going to throw up everywhere. This is kind of gross for the podcast, but it is just, this is how I was feeling. I didn't feel particularly any kind of feeling except pain. Have you ever had like salmonella poisoning, like food poisoning? No, thank God. Um, it felt like that, like very bad pain. That just didn't let Maybe up. Like your stomach is very hard in your intestines too. Yeah, I just it was. They get like um. It's like sharp cramps. Pains. Yeah, it was like yeah. cramps, but lightning cramps. So now I'm on the bathroom floor. Like I'm sitting on the bathroom floor, mopping my forehead with toilet paper. Ben's half awake. Like you are right. Do you need assistance? I'm like no, no, no. I'll go to bed. I farted three times and I was fine. The whole thing lasted about 15 minutes. <gasps> no, I get it. I will, yes, I understand the pain. Yeah. But I, I was thinking to myself, like, I'm going to end up in the hospital. I just felt, you ne- like, I've never felt so not okay in my life. I'm sure I have. But like, after I realized, like, I am not in crisis and I can get up, I just went and I read a little bit on the chair that was in the living room. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I felt fine. Like, I felt 100% better after about no, yeah. 15 Gases minutes. will not let you live. Yeah. No, I know. They will stop your life. Yes. I totally agree. But that was my crisis this weekend. Um, I don't understand. Why, what was the Harry Potter thing that you were doing there? Um, they had a Harry Potter night at a farm. And so they had set up inside the farm, like, the Great Hall and the fireplace with the letters. They were playing one of the movies. They had... Um, they had an herbology class, quote unquote. They had a Quidditch little thing set up. Oh. And they had a couple of other things, like a couple of other attractions, but it was mostly for kids. And you guys had kids around? <laughs> well, yeah, we, we showed up. We were dressed, too. Oh, okay. Like, I was in a Hogwarts sweater. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not and, being dressed up. <laughs> I mean, like, two of us were in robes. Okay. We were very much dressed for the occasion. It was like adults. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, so were the kids. It was very chill, but we didn't like we did our thing. And then we went into the town because the town actually um, like the restaurants and shops and whatnot. They were in on the Harry Potter theme. So we went to a bar that had like Harry Mm. Potter themed drinks. And I had a polyjuice potion. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was called the Poor House, like P O U R. Okay, poor. It was yeah. cute, That's and cute. we had they had Harry Potter themed um, food too. They had uh, the one that stuck out the most was they had a quesadilla that when you opened it, they had food coloring, so you found out what house you were in. Oh. And um, they had a dragon burger, which I tried a piece of the. My friend didn't finish it; she said it was too hot, so I tried some of the bun. And it was it was pretty spicy. Oh, that's, that's like that's so creative. Yeah, that's it was cool. it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. My fun. sister was asking me about the uh, houses, so we were naming them, and she was like, "What are the Ravenclaw house known for?" 
Are you, you asking? Know, yeah. Because I, I don't know the answer. Um, smarts. They're what bookworms. A, what about Hufflepuff? Mm-hmm. They're like known for being very loyal friends. According to the What book. is Gr- Gryffindor then? Um, bravery. In Slytherin? Uh, like, what's the word? Because They're known for being ambitious. Okay. Because I remember it's not something bad. It's just like... I, right. I didn't remember okay yeah she was asking me and i'm like i always forget oh my goodness do you know what's so cute my niece um got a bathing suit from a friend and it was a gryffindor bathing suit and so she went to camp and she had a gryffindor bathing suit and everybody was asking her if she was a gryffindor and they were like because you don't want to be a slytherin and she was so confused and she was very worried that she might be a slytherin so she went home and asked my mom if she if she could phone me and ben no so that she could ask if she's a gryffindor she can be whatever she wants and i was like baby of course if you want to be a gryffindor you can yeah. be a gryffindor and we hung up the phone and i was like she is such a slytherin <laughs> you have to tell her when she's older not right now she's gonna get yeah but like slytherins like, aren't bad no i know. <laughs> like slytherins are the millionaires of the world but my sister says that she's slytherin yeah, your sister totally gives Slither vibes. Slither, <laughs> Slither vibes. Slither vibes. Your sister's a snake? Question mark? <laughs> well, she's ambitious, so. Yeah. Which one? Which sister? Vanessa. I love how I'm like, okay, that's yeah. what I thought we were talking about yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was like, uh. <laughs> The other one? <laughs> Sorry. It's nothing bad. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I don't think that, but I just feel like I'm not going to tell her you're a Slytherin and try to convince her it's a good thing because all the kids were telling her it was a bad thing and yeah. she's just going to get her little heartbroken. She's only six. Yeah. Okay. Um, my weekend, I had my sister's bachelorette. Oh, yeah. And I only participated in a couple of events, events because I was dying. I do my best. Yeah. Um, because it's boring because um, you can drink. Yeah. And the mocktails are like juice. Mm. So, no. They did went out and they yeah. had actual drinks. And I was like dying of like FOMO in my house. Uh-huh. Like, can you guys post something? And those bitches didn't post anything. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. That's so unlike them. I, I know. I was like, what did you guys do that you guys didn't post anything? It was a personal attack. I think so. And that was it. Oh. Um, my my nephew that I told you that he was going to the, his make a wish, yes trip. So he went to the game that he really wanted, like the soccer game, mm-hmm. and then he met a couple of the players. Did he? Yeah, it that was is cute. So cute. Like everybody, like all the people that went, they're like very like fans of soccer. Yeah, and Billson did like a live, and their faces. We're like because they when they were early, they were told last minute they will be able to have like early access to see them train, so they can right. be like super close to the. Oh, that's to, so they cool. they got like um the jerseys and like took pictures. It was fun. Like I was so happy for him because his face was like what the fuck. Whoa. Yeah, it was nice. It was a nice experience. That's excellent. Yes, I'm happy for him. I think that's it. And your new t-shirts. Oh yeah, <laughs> those are cute. I really like them. That should pick them. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. I don't have another story. I, think I, was, that's I only had one crisis this weekend. <laughs> I didn't have crisis. <laughs> no, that's it. I don't have anything fun. So oh, I finished that lasso. I don't know if anybody cares. I think people like that. Um, 
I didn't like the last season, but I think the first season was the best one. It's so funny. And then I slowly, I like that they finished because it felt like they were dragging it. Like there yeah. wasn't any much to do with the characters and they were like kind of dragging it. But like the first season and like half of the second is like. So is it funny. done after two? After three. Oh. But like, the, yeah, the first one is the first season is the best. It's so funny. Perfect. Yeah. That's it. I haven't watched anything else. So tell me what we're going to talk about today. So today we're going to talk about, oh, I didn't Google her name. I mean, like how to pronounce it. So I think I'm going to do, do best. my best Korean. Okay, girl. Yeah. <laughs> South Korean. So we're going to talk about the book is called Saha. It's by Shu Nam Ju. Okay. I don't know what year is the book. 2022. Oh, thank you. I looked it up so I could, I was filling in all the blanks of the, <laughs> the I was like, I document. That's good because I remembered, I don't re- I didn't remember those details. Um, so we um, picked, Gabriella, uh, there's an entire like Google drive. I know. Full of examples. <laughs> I just throwing that into the atmosphere. Wait, I need to fix my leg. Oh, That's right. I'm oh geez. Um, so I think we said why we picked this book last time, but we um, it was my time to talk. I mean, to pick the book and book club, and this was one of my picks. But we picked something else, and you still read this one, right? Yeah. Okay. I totally forgot that this wasn't our pick. No, it was the other one. This was the the thing in the snow. Yeah. Which fun fact? Uh-huh. I enjoyed the thing in the snow so much that I bought the other book from the author. The- was this his first book or the second book? I think this was his second book. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I really don't have any idea. I don't know why I gave you that. Do you already um, listen to or read it? I, I'm reading it currently. And that's what I was reading when I was trying to come down from my crisis. How, how was it? I like it just fine. I'm already like halfway through. Oh, okay. Is it like the same or like completely different book? You can tell that the writing is the same author, but mm. the situations are similar but dissimilar. Like, it's dissimilar enough that it doesn't feel, like, too familiar. But the the style of his writing is what I really liked. And this is very much in the style of his writing. Oh, okay. And it's just, like, a weird situation. And I'm just dying for the end because the end of the thing in the snow was so amazing. I was just like, of course this is weird. Why the fuck is he here? Yeah. And and it never occurred to me because they just normalized it so much. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just love that he did that to me because like (laughs) you rarely have an ending that like is such a twist without getting essential information during the twist. Yeah. But all the information you needed was already there. Okay. And you're like, how the fuck did I not realize this was an issue? Okay. Are you, are you confused? No, 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 no. I'm not going with it. Yeah. Well, I, he, I didn't want to like ruin it for somebody wanting to. But like this one oh, is the sorry. same thing. Like is the book that we read. You're like reading and you're like, what is happening? But then he's telling you everything that is happening. But you keep questioning it. Yeah. Until the end. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, of course, this is the end. Like what else? Has he, he already like gave. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. I, I like that. Okay. Um. Okay, so this book, I was very confused how it was like, um, re- like the chapters. 
Yeah. So <clears throat> this book is like it talks about first of all, it's when it says um Saha states, I thought it was like actually states. Oh. I didn't say the E. So you thought it was like a group of states. Yes. A la United States. Yes. That's how I thought it was. So I I kept getting confused. So that's why I was like, I was listening to it at first. And I'm like, I need to read it. Yeah. To understand what is happening. Especially with those names. Oh, and the names. Absolutely. I'm like, I will never remember these names. I had to Google how they're written before I bought the the ebook. So each chapter is one of the units of the building. Saha stays as two buildings. Mm-hmm. Any chapter in his building is like a little story of of each um, resident. But they're like, there's a main plot. Right. There are the siblings. So I did every unit, and then I thought I was going back and erase those that weren't important because some of them didn't have like a long story. Like they wasn't part of the long plot of the book. Uh-huh. But I think after I read why the author included those things, like each resident meant something that was part of the society, right? Like a like a issue. Mm-hmm. So I left them. Like it was it was giving you like the essential <clears throat> culture in the yeah. Saha states. So yeah, right? when I've when I've when after I read the book, like I think I was telling you like the reviews of the book and now I understand what they meant over their reviews after like I just said this a lot should I say you know so when I say that some of the stories are not long and you think they're not meaningful but I think the purpose of those small very small uh, very small stories in those characters they represent an issue in the society it's like she was trying to go there, but she didn't go deep enough because there's so many that she couldn't like concentrate in like all of them. Right. So she gave you a little bit, a little bit, and then she concentrated like in the bigger plot with the bigger issues. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I sound so smart in that. Yeah, you did. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So the first chapter is very quick and I'm, I'm just going to... The name of the main characters are the siblings and the brother is called Don Kuhn or Kyung. I'm not sure. Do Young. I was very close. I'm trying to pronounce the K. I mean, it, when I was listening to it, it, it sounded like a G. Don Young. Do is Do. Can we call him Do? I, w- I was just going to call him the brother for the entire oh, book. Okay. That's fine. So the book opens with um, with the scene of the brother waking up in a car, like sick, like throwing up next to a dead woman. Yeah. And the dead woman's name is Sue. So he panics and he runs away. But he's seen running away. Mm-hmm. So people saw him getting out. Um. Sorry. And then after that is the explanation of what is actually Saha states. And this has this long chapter that explained how the society. I listened to that chapter twice because I found it it's very so confusing. confusing. Yeah. Yes. And I was even going to go back because there's some there's some parts that I didn't know. I was like, well, people can read it if they're confused. Right. Right. So the 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 um, the 
population, I split in three different groups. No, four. So it's like the L, mm-hmm. L2s, and the citizenships. The citizens. No, citizenships. The citizens. Yeah. So L1 and L2, there were visas that were given to the people that live in this area. Mm-hmm. And like like a type of class of citizen. I mean, oh yeah, of citizens. And they needed to apply to it and renew it every two years. Right. The citizens were given citizenship only because they have a skill that will be used mm. as part of the society. Like doctors and shit. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, and the people that had L and L2 visas have very specific jobs that they can apply to. Like, for example, like job construction. Yeah. Warehouses, cleaning companies, like hard labor. And they yeah. didn't get paid, paid much. Um, but a lot of people from this area didn't qualify for citizenship. That, uh-huh. Yeah, okay, I got confused there. <laughs> like the people in the Saha states, you mean? No, because there's like, it's explaining the, the Saha states, but there's like something bigger that is called the town. And yes. that's what they're explaining like next and that's like the bigger picture that you understand what is the difference between the town and the Saha states right but they call the town like the mainland yeah and Saha state was like something out of like you needed to take a boat to get to Saha states really I thought you just needed a, a boat to get away from town yeah town town is the mainland because people escape to Sahar State. Uh, what? I think I'm confused. I'm so sorry. No, it's confusing because um, they tell the story of the the ship, the the vanish. Yeah. yeah. And there were people that they didn't want in the mainland anymore. Yes. And the mainland is usually people that are like more into the high class. So once you lost your skill, your job, you did something, they will ship you out. Okay. To Saha State. If people did something in the mainland, even if they were like L2, they usually escape to Saha State. That's how I understood that. If I'm maybe. I'm I thought wrong. the mainland was like a different country entirely. Oh. And that. Because I could have sworn there was a chapter when it talked about them escaping from the mainland to go to Saha States. Yeah, so the mainland, what is town then? Town is actually the country. This is why I listened to it twice. Okay. So this is how I, is it okay? Do you feel like I'm taking over? No, no, it's better because it makes more sense because I couldn't find like, I couldn't understand the difference. So this is how I understood it. Imagine Singapore Uh as an entire economical conglomerate. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to sound smart but i have no idea like i don't know anything about business mm-hmm. they became their own country oh yeah okay i i have because right now it's like a city state yes right okay yeah yeah yeah. so like they were like fuck it i'm a country i think what was confusing was they called the country town yes and they ran their country like a business yes that's why citizenship was only granted to people who were like made sense to run? Yes, the, like as, as if it were a company, mm-hmm. like the essential people to the quote unquote company, yeah. which is the country. 
they get citizenship and then all of the rest strive for it. But I understood that the mainland, because I also remember a reference to them like having this unspoken contract with the mainland to like dump their people they don't want anymore on it. I understood Saha Estates was on the outskirts of the country of town Mm -hmm. and that they mostly just ignored it, even though they knew a lot of non-citizens lived there. Yeah. Because they did like grunt work. Yes, that's a way better explanation. Because in Saha State, the people that were there, mostly they didn't qualify for citizenship. That's why they lived there in Saha State. Yeah, and because of all the bad shit. Like, sometimes people who are running away from stuff mm-hmm. leave and the mainland, but they have to, like, stow away on a boat or something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then when they get there, they go to Saha Estates. Yes. That's how I understood it. Yes, me too. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. But, like, it makes sense that you would think that there was... Well, I'm honestly not even sure if they have to get on a boat or not to go to the mainland. But, it, I mean, to go to the town. But it the way that they talk about it... Mm-hmm. Sounds like that. Yes. It's very weird. It, it, I, and because the way that she starts the explanation of how it started, she starts talking about a village. So I'm just imagining like a little piece of yeah. the country. What I thought it was like a, this big state that became a country. Exactly. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Oh, I thought you were talking like a country. It's a very small country. Oh, Okay. It's a very small country that started as a village. Yes. And like they had all of this industry flood in. Mm-hmm. And so the village became just basically this industrial hub. Yeah. And it became so powerful internationally yeah. that they claimed their own, own country. countryship, if you will. It's like if Florida became their own country. Not even because there's like countries smaller than Florida. Yeah. No, I'm saying, just, I just named like a, a state. Right, I say right. that. That's why I kind of named Singapore because like I know it's treated like a country, but I, I was pretty sure it was a city state. That's the word. But also I thought of it as Singapore. I, I pictured Singapore in my mind because it is such an international yes. business hub. Yes. Yes, that's true. But I think that their scale, like the scale of this it's novel was smaller. even smaller. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah, that was rough. That's why I listened to it twice and I was like... You should I, listen I to it and read it three times because we're still confused. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know if you have to get on a boat. Um, so I explained that citizens, people that were given citizenship, even it's kind of funny that they were given citizenship to the people that were born there. Like you needed to gain your citizenship. Yeah. Otherwise like, you needed to move. You were like, you were moved to another class. Yeah, that's so fucked up. They were like, we overtook your your home. Yeah. And now we're rearranging you. Or if your parents were citizens and you were underage when this happened, they will give you citizenship. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so, but I think you can get it taken away, no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when, you already said you, that. You already yeah, said, yeah. yeah. So the sister's name is Jin Yung. <laughs> and she's also in the Saha say like they're together and when they the lowest level is Saha and that means that that said you don't go any higher than that this is like the bottom mm. um, and it's like kind of you say it's like the, you're like kind of like the class that they ignore like you know you, like we know you're there we keep an eye on you but we let you live right kind of like free 
in a way. Puede no you're there and they come to the building sometimes just to make sure that you guys are still there. Yeah. Um, they pay a fee to live there. Like HOA? Something like that. And they have to take care of like their own space, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, so I thought the level of um, organization that they employed was really Well, awesome. this is like when you read the book, this is very dictatorship. Oh, yeah. So very Soviet Union. It's a dictatorship, but very organized at the same time. Yes. So that's, that's how I see it. So this is the introduction of the sister. Um, and she just comes home and she sees the news about the dead woman um, about in the car. So she knows that. Does she, do, does she know that's, that it's like Sue that it was found in the car? Does she know who um, the people are? I think she knows. I think, they, I think the ver- at the very beginning she doesn't because she goes looking for her brother. Okay. But I think she suspects. Okay. But I think she recognizes the car or something. Maybe, yeah. They don't give you a lot. She just, yeah. She just like panics and looks for the, to look for the brother. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure she suspects, but mm-hmm. she's like on the hunt to confirm. Yes. So the explanation. So I go back to the Sahel states. The explanation is that this was um, not of the Sahel state of the country. That yeah. was formed. So it was a fisher b- village and it wasn't going good. The economy, business were closing, people weren't coming for tourism, and people started to live. So a corporation came and made a deal with the government to bring funds for the economy. So, and they also started to build infrastructure like buildings, apartments, and railroads, and all of that. So, slowly, younger people started to move in, and they kind of helped to expand the IT, like science and biotech. So, they started making like money into this state. Um, so, they were so powerful, like you said, that they became recognized internationally. And then, slowly, the corporation took over distribution lines. And like banks and like all the tax system, uh, because the government was like practically broke, and the corporation was the one that's make was putting the money. The government ended up filing for bankruptcy, and they sold the corporate the the village to the corporation. Um, nothing changed for the people that were the employees of the corporation. Uh, for the people that were just like citizens, they were scared. <laughs> scared. <laughs> and many of them left because they were they felt like they were like protected. They had no idea what was going to happen to them. There were like some kind of protests, but it died down very quick. So they renamed the state town. And they became their country. A right. country. Right? Right. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm so glad that they don't talk about this in the rest of the book. <laughs> I know. This is like as far as it really goes. Um, so at the beginning when they saw that the corporation owned, made this big move, people were like into buying stocks um, because they were going to be rich, I guess. And the corporation like disappeared and they became like part of a government. So you, you just became the local government practically. Yeah. Um, so everything that they built, everything that they had f- were sold to like foreign companies, uh, that had connections outside the country and they be, they formed this ministry that apparently only had like seven and they 
divided the responsibility like seven ministries of like, right like whatever yeah yeah like seven seven people had, had like absolute power that nobody knew their names nobody knew what they were like you have no idea who was co- supposedly controlling all of this right sorry and then they passed something called a special law that is basically just censorship of tv universities like films books practically just a dictatorship uh, there were no gatherings of more than three people <laughs> on the weekends and holidays. You needed like a permit. What? <laughs> what if it was like a double date? I don't know. That's rough, man. Yeah. And that's when they created the visa system that I was telling you at the beginning of L and the L2 that they needed to like practically like show that there were value cities that, that they needed to live there. <laughs> And so they took, so the people that didn't qualify to be citizens, they took their property. Why did I stop? Sorry. I don't know. I, I like lost my line. Like, so they were told to leave and they took their properties. Like, like they, the government confiscated yeah. their property. Like eminent domain. Yes. So um, like any dictatorship, Except they don't, don't like private property. you paid when your property is taken by eminent domain? In a maybe in a regular system, not in dictatorship, right? So because people were like um, homeless, a lot of them were to live in these vacated buildings, and that was one of the Sahel states. And like I said at the beginning, they pay a fee to live there, and you picked any unit that you wanted. You just walk and open, and this, then you will say, "This is my unit." <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's important though. Like the whole fee system was like created by the people that lived there like they decided that there was going to be like a custodian and Mm -hmm. they decided that since this guy was going to like be the person who made sure that the building was in good shape because like remember they had no disposal system or anything like that yeah they thought maybe we should pay him yeah and so i that's why i was so impressed because they organized this Mm -hmm. themselves didn't they have to have permission to stay there only by the people that lived yeah, there. Yeah, like, there. Like, they kind of decided, like, who had been there longest, who was in charge. And then they would, they would, it was very, like, the dictatorship versus this democracy. Like, yeah. they would get together and decide, like, do we want this person to stay here? Yes. Yes. I, I remember that. So it was made of two buildings in the middle. It was a playground that they said it wasn't a playground. <laughs> like, yeah. nobody played there. <laughs> like, the playground nobody plays in? Um, so the... The siblings, they live in Unit 701 and they explain why they went to the seventh floor. And it had to, to do with the cold and the, and the weather. It was, like, not important. Yeah. I just remember. So, their brother lived with Sue, the dead woman. They had a relationship. Um, oh, my God. My note is, like, what the fuck? Your note or your nose? My notes. I'm, like, what? <laughs> so... Are you struggling like I did last <laughs> time when you were, like, maybe I should have read this more? <laughs> Um, so the police finds out who the brother is. So they come to see the sister, uh, and the building and they tell her that we want to know where your brother is. They're asking some questions. She's like, I have no idea where he is. She just keeps denying anything, but she really doesn't know anything. Um, she's like, I'd love to know what you know, bro. Yeah. So the police starts telling her that what they have found, like what the people were saying, was that he was a stalking Sue, that he was a stalker. 
and mm. because Sue is a citizen. Yeah. And that is not uh, not good. And they just were like, why on earth would this citizen choose to Asaha? So clearly he was stalking her. Yes. There's no way that this woman was with this guy because he's a lower class. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they give you a little bit of the background of how this siblings end up in Saha State. Um, very early on, the parents are divorced, but the dad gets sick and the mom takes care of him. And she's like, I need to take care of this man, whatever. And she, I think the sister didn't like that. And that's like another conversation, whatever. <laughs> she was judging her mom. Um, so apparently she dies of suicide, but the brother doesn't believe it just because the way she died, she was, he was like, she didn't look like somebody that will commit suicide. But I guess like her actions didn't scream yeah, suicide. suicide. And even the way she died was like she jumped out of a balcony and he's like, the how you call it, like the the balcony it was like above above her waist like she would yeah so okay so because the railing the, of the yeah, balcony was because the boss was like high. it was a fall, like ex, like a accidental yeah fall something like that so the brother goes to the boss office and it's like i don't believe you and then he gets crazy and he kills the boss yeah and that's when they that's why they need to escape right so they take the boat to Saha State, and when they're there, they're very young. I don't know how old are they. Mm-hmm. They're very, I don't remember either. They're very young. The kind of the way that they were talking about them, they're very young because some old man like kind of helps them, gives them like helps them get into get accepted into the Saha State and get a job. Right. <clears throat> But during the, the big plot of the book, like she's 30 and he's 25. And they talk more about their story, like about the siblings' relationship. How yeah. he's like, he was very young when the mom died. He was like losing his shit all the time. Yeah. Um. So the custodian, oh, fuck, sorry. <laughs> and their sister, they're like very good friends. And they give you another story in the, in the book about this guy that burns the flag. Uh-huh. And that story was so sad. Do you remember? Oh, like the one like the uprising in town. Yeah. It's like the this I know I forgot. Oh shit, me too. But it's a sad story. Yeah, they called it something. Butterfly. Butterfly. Right? Yeah. So they so this is where Butterfly, right? This is where in the in the book they give you like little like background stuff that is happening that people are like kind of give you the hints that people are miserable living in town right that people are trying to take down the tyranny of the dictatorship there's little like rebellions here and there but it's giving big brother yeah but nothing happens those people get killed right and and on the tv they will show you that he burned something symbolic meaningful of the government Mm mm-hmm um, so the next story is about Sarah. Um, she works in the bar when Sue and the brother usually go. They go very frequently, so they become friends. And Sarah's mom, so they give you the story of how Sarah got it, how she got into Sarah's state also. She, the mom los, loses her parents when she's 12 and she starts working, but she had too many jobs that were like very bad. 
very hard for her and she was always giving up until she because you have like a like an agency that give you jobs and she yeah. goes there and she's like i'm fucking done like i'm not getting out of bed i'm gonna Can fucking die into the agency a little harder uh, i don't remember you you remember yeah okay you can. so it was very like back door like go around the back of the alley and there's like a woman that can help you find what you need kind of thing mm-hmm. and this was for non-citizens yeah and like i remember you said like the l2s had these jobs that were hard labor well the non-citizen jobs were way, way worse yeah way fucking worse mm-hmm. and that's what i think sarah's mom was going through like she was getting a lot of really shitty really jobs. really bad jobs yeah. that she got so depressed that she was like what's the fucking point mm. so the agency was like okay I have something for you. You can do this and you might get citizenship. You can marry. And she was like, above to who? She's like, this old man. I'm not saying he's going to be good. I'm not saying it's going to be like nice to marry this old man. And she's, she's scared because she really has no idea who she's going to marry. You just go and marry the person. Yeah. And so at the beginning, I think the guy was like normal. Okay. Like that's what I'm like, not good, not bad. Yeah. And then he just became very abusive. And I think he just beats her up until she gets pregnant and she, like, escapes. Yeah. That's how Sarah ended up in... Isn't that the story when she folded the paper... A hundred. ...cranes? Yeah. She's like, every time he hit her, she folded the paper cranes, and when they got to a hundred, she left. left. That's so fucking sad. That was poetic as fuck. Yeah. Although I don't know if I would go to 100 cranes. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I, I also have never been in her situation where I yeah. was like, I'm going to escape and my life is going to be in I don't know what hands. But yeah. 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 I thought it was very poetic. Yeah. So that's how Sarah ends up in Sahar State. And she loved to feed the cats. <laughs> oh, boy. So she was feeding a cat while the police wasn't in Sahar State. And they're like bullies. The police, the police yeah. yeah. They treat them like shit, basically. And they, Sarah has one eye, and she wears like an eye patch, and they were bullying her because they wanted to see, and they're like very mean. Yeah. And she, they take her to a room, like a dark room. I'm like, are they going to rape her? I'm scared. I was, that, that, I'm scared. that, that, that scene, I, she stops. That's like that she does in the entire book. She's like, gets very close, but then she's like, let's go very fast of the scene. So these police people take her into like a dark, dark room and they kind of cut her face a little bit and they throw her on the floor. And then she also says something very poetic. Sarah, like, whoa, she's like, well, she says that after when she's having so PTSD, like saying like, this is not a way to live. Like also like, what's the fucking point? So, um, we're not living. Right. Something like that. I didn't keep the quote, but it's something like that too. So she gets saved by Wumi. Yeah. Which is supposed to be this big person. I was very confused. What, what was Wumi? Until like this whole shelter oh, chapter about her. Where are we in this thing? Uh, well, the book gives a lot of names and you like know the characters, but you don't get deep into their characters like later on. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, they talk like they do the entire book. Like they already talked about everybody that lives there, but they don't explain how they got there, who's really woomy, all of that. Mm. There's people you already by this time in the book, you know everybody's name. 
I feel like I was hearing Umi a lot. Yes, me too. As Umi. Yes, it is Umi. Okay. <laughs> so that's the person. Umi. You're I, I never would have imagined it was spelled that way. It is not that way. I remember when I was like doing her chapter that I was like, oh, I spelled the entire thing wrong. Oh, it is okay. Umi. Okay, 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 okay. 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 I'm not trying to throw you under the bus No, here. that's good. Because that will confuse if I start talking about Umi, thinking that it's Umi, it's just like... I mean, it sounds the same, almost. Okay. I'm sure it doesn't to everybody who's name is Umi. <laughs> um, so the next story... Also, we don't have a clue what Umi means. That's true. Sounds like a food. Sure. <laughs> uh, the next one is one. Yes. Uh, and the story is 30 years earlier. Uh, so this is when they talk about the ship that vanished. Yes. Because yes. the people that like that is useless in the town, they get shipped every Monday to This is insane. Sahas. Like goods. <laughs> like used goods. You're useless. This is like um the Hunger Games. The people in the capital. Yeah. Um, so the distance they say is like three, four hours, and then just ship just like vanishes. And people are like, where the fuck is my family? Where the fuck are my friends? Obviously, the government is not saying anything because they don't give a fuck. Right. They don't need to explain anything to the citizens. Uh-huh. So there's like those small, again, those little protests, little rebellions questioning the government. And like little boats, paper boats that start appearing here and there and flyers asking, where's Ooh, my sister? Where's blah, blah, blah. So they're now very upset about the paper boats the government yes because they're being questioned and people are like asking questions you know they hate people ask questions so they find supposedly like a teacher that they think is the one making the paper boats but she was making the boats for her kids right and they're like we don't care and they killed her So I don't know. The next story is like they call the dad and the girl because they don't give the names the entire time they get to Sahar State. Uh-huh. And I don't know if there's like, are they the family of the, this woman? Because they come directly after her story. Oh, I took it as they were the family. That's the wife and the daughter. Yeah. That they escaped. To and Sahar that State. they just, because the ministry was so vicious, I think that they just were worried they could be also in jeopardy like i think the dad just wanted to distance himself from the mom because she was persecuted for this um to keep his daughter safe yeah and so he went somewhere where he thought that they could kind of blend into the background yeah. and not be found yeah because like even the people where you go to Sahara state people are running for somebody so they will really yeah. be as many questions and the entire time they're, they're, they're telling their story is dad and girl because the dad told that they're never going to talk about them yeah or never give them their names right um so i think the dad dies i don't yeah. know how the dad died and there's like this grandma that they call her queen 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 grandma yeah and she takes care of the the girl and they were always talking about how this girl never said anything. She was very sharp, very mature. Of course, she has like, she's traumatized. And the first night that they sleep together because they started to sleep together because she was a baby, she started crying. 
and she told i think she tells her her name yeah so she was like this is my name but don't call me that <laughs> so only call me like in where we're in the house or like at night when we're like in bed so queen grandma does help raise her but she dies like seven yeah days later seven days i mean seven years later i was about to say they had more time than that i remember the grandma being like i don't want to be the one that raises her because i feel like she's lost so much and then she's gonna lose me yeah but i think it turned out to be good for her in the end oh yeah because she was like she had that maternal yeah after losing like everybody yeah i know and then it's i don't know how to pronounce this it's ia um that's the boy where are we at? I don't know what page is this. Uh, Unit oh. 201. I don't remember. Um, So this was this boy that he was kind of wild. <laughs> he um, And he just vanishes one day. Uh-huh. Nobody has any idea what happens to him. And the mom, they were only, always suspicious of the mom because she had a, like a nice job that person that was in Saha wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And she was going out with men a lot. So they had like this judgment about this mom. Mm-hmm. And they just started like making gossip that she sold her son. Yeah. But years later, in the like, in because this was three, um, like the present, one, one time the sister is like smoking and the mom is like, I know you guys were talking about me, but I never sold my son, so I have no idea what happened. And like when stuff like that happens, the high stays stays like that. Like it's not like you're gonna go to authorities and be like, "Where's my son?" Right. Nothing is gonna be done. Like kids they disappear, and it's like they just disappear. Right. Um. Yeah, that's the story of him. So this uh, then we have this story between the brother and Sue. Um, Sue was a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. That checked on the babies in Sahasti. Yeah. Um, there's this story the first time that Sue treated the siblings, I think when they got first got to Sahasti. Mm. <coughs> uh, she knows that the brother killed the boss. So they know each other like very intimate. Yeah. Like very they get very, very, very close. Um so Sue makes the decision to move in. She's like, I don't care if I'm a citizen. He's worried. He's kind of worried that that's, this is happening. Yeah. But she's like, whatever. I have the money. Let's live. They renovate the apartment um, because he can make the money that she makes, obviously. So he, she helps the brother to like paint and get like commission work. So he started getting like a little bit of money mm-hmm. through her. Um. So Sue gets in trouble because every time she goes to the Saha stage, she does help adults and she's not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. So she gets her practice in, like in, into a problem. Right. And they sue her. And this is like a big deal because she can lose. If she's a fire or she has a problem with her practice or she's let go of it, she can lose her citizenship. Right. And then directly that would affect her parents they could take the citizenship for her parents too mm. so she becomes very depressed at the beginning she's like but didn't she steal she's still she's still like um supplies. material supplies but she 
it was like something like that was known but i think they just got to the limit that we like we don't care anymore like something like that oh because financially it became a problem for their practice like they finally noticed they were like all right now you're not being discreet enough yes so i think they just threw her under the bus practically yeah and so she is very optimistic but then she sees like really this is like shit like not nobody's gonna help her like her boss just like like just doesn't talk to her anymore like i think something like that happens so she becomes very depressed and she's like okay let's just commit suicide so they both agree that they're gonna kill themselves because there is no other way to live and he's like it's just like when i was reading that chapter it's just like how very how fluid it was it was there was no resistance it was like yeah this is how it's supposed to be let's just die it like he didn't give any like resistance yeah it was like, oh, yeah, this is the logic things that we should do. Like, what else are we going to do? I think he just, like, trusted her so much, yeah. too. He was like, all right. He, well. She was always in the lead. Right. Yeah. So she gets pills, obviously, because she has access to pills. But when they take the pills, she takes a higher dose than he does. So she actually dies, but he wakes up. Mm. And that's when he wakes up in the mid, like in the car and he runs away because he freaks out. <coughs> Um, and like I said at the beginning, like nobody believed that there were a couple. That's even there. He's even in the news saying that she was sexually assaulted and all of that. So they wild. They were like, he raped her, he killed her. It's all this horrible thing. So he has to die for sure. He's he's gonna be made of example. Exactly. So it's like this Saha man did this to this citizen citizen woman. Exactly. It looks very bad. Um. And there's this story of, this is also 30 years earlier. I have no idea how to pronounce this name. Which one is it Eugene, now? maybe? Eugene, yeah. We'll call it Eugene. Okay, so this is a story. She wasn't an orphan. She lived in an orphanage. And then I think she eventually worked in an orphanage. She was an L2, so she was able to have that kind of job. Right. So after she got out of the orphanage at 17, she was kind of given the approval to slowly become a caregiver. So because she was an L2, we were like kind of give you this in like um, like a probation. So every two years, we're going to see how you do until we eventually you can become a caregiver. Right. So there was a Isn't pandemic. is that how L2 happened? L2? Like... It become, it so became, when you came out of the orphanage, you were automatically an L2, right? Yes. I think she was an L2, maybe just her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was like some special thing that they did because she was going to be a caregiver. Because she was very good and she had a lot of recommendations for the people that was around, that was around her that exactly. put a good word. So they gave her the L2 visa. Right. Because what visa will you have out of the orphanage? You're I don't nothing. know. So I think she was very lucky because she, even when she was living in the orphanage, she was very good to those kids. So people could put a good word for her mm. when she got up. So she also, obviously, she lived in Sahar Civic. And there was a pandemic that they talk kind of on and off that was happening. And when she was working in this orphanage, it came to the to the place and she had to be quarantined. The kids were to quarantine. 
even if they were infected, like everybody had to quarantine. So eventually she only was with the people that was very sick. Mm. And then she got it too. And then she dies. Mm-hmm. Does. Thank you. That was a sad one. There's not a happy story in this. Yeah, no, I know. But that, that one was really, because she worked so hard. And then yeah. they made a point of kind of like, like I feel like her story was to show you like they might give you a glimmer of hope, but the reality is, is that it's very much a social ladder that's not like yeah. easy to climb. Because and then I think like in the Sahai State, everybody actually had a skill. Everybody like brought something to the building because mm-hmm. she was taking care of the little kids and the little kids loved her because she did activities and all of that. Like everybody brought something to like the little village that they had in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, also, the story is Granny Conin. 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 Uh, it's also three years earlier. I'm a little confused of what she was. I don't know if she was a midwife or she was just a nurse. I feel like she was the um, bot, like underneath a midwife. I feel like she was a type of caregiver in mm-hmm. that situation, but I feel like, like she was allowed to to some procedures for do this some one. things yeah so under supervision so when they give her story they explain the position of the government on abortion so like they will give they, they like it says that the government gave good health care to everybody and they were very open to the abortion they will give you like a limit or when to have it, but they will give you, and you needed to go to those clinics. It didn't matter what kind of visa you had. Right. You will be able to get this procedure done. Right. Because they prefer that than people going to other places. Which is was like, kind of like, mm. okay. okay. So, Granny Kunin was a midwife, and so one night she was working, and this young couple came to the clinic, and they wanted to have an abortion, and you needed to pay, and she was like, come back with the money so she can have the abortion. But so the guy leaves and she takes the girl and he, she is not licensed to make this procedure, but she still does. Mm -hmm. And so the girl dies during the abortion and she escapes because she's not supposed to be doing that. Right. So it will happen the same thing that happened to, so she will lose her license and she will be whatever visa she had. She would lose it. Right. Or she can give you a go to jail or be killed because she was she did something that she's not supposed to do and think she killed somebody. Mm. So it was very bad. And then one night Wasn't there like something though, like she didn't tell her. Like the girl didn't disclose something. I think she was more far along than she actually said. Oh yeah. Yeah, something like that too. I don't remember how like the time. I think it had something to do with the drug too. Like she made a some kind of mistake, like the granny did. It has something to do with anesthesia. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't wake up. Mm, it's tough. Um, so one night, a woman, so she became. Right. None of these stories are happy. No. <laughs> um, so, so she came to Sahai State and she became the woman that helped everybody to deliver their babies. That's her Her profession. Yes, in the Sahai State. So a woman came knocking on her door one night in labor. 
So she helps this woman to have the baby. I think the woman dies, but she was sick. The, the woman was sick. Mm. And she helps have the baby, and the baby is woomy. But she says, like, the baby never looked normal. Like, her appearance was not, like, a oh, normal baby. Oh, didn't the mom, she, like, had that virus? The mom had this the res- respiratory virus. Yeah, the one that Everybody, killed the orphanage kids. Yes, so the mom was very sick. So something was wrong with Umi. I don't think the entire story, they tell you exactly what's wrong with her. But there's something wrong with her. Well, okay. So I think like she, I think what happened was the virus was lethal mm-hmm. to babies when women were pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that they were surprised because you could survive the virus. Like you could get over it. And so she had the virus and got over it, but was still pregnant. And that was significant. Okay. So, yeah. Because they mentioned that you should have died. They said to Wumi when she, like her chapter. And they were like, you didn't. We need to know why. Right. Yeah, you're right. Um, So Wumi is like, okay, I guess I take care of this baby. Because we're not going to turn her away. Mm-hmm. Um, But every time she tries to feed her, she just like poops it out. Like drinks like crazy and then she just poops it out. Yeah. She's like, something's wrong. Yeah. So there's no way that she's going to survive. So the doctors of this research center were like, we're going to help you but you need to come to the research center and we're going to do everything we want with her. And she was like, well, I guess to keep her alive, I have to agree. Right. So they go there all the time. They have no idea what was happening. They just go in for like any type of exam that they want to do with her. But they do keep her alive. Um, oh, is this her? I was like, this is, look how I spell Wumi here. And then I go back to the same old, like the wrong way to spell Wumi. <laughs> I go, I put the W again, almost at the end. Oh. So this is the Umi chapter. Mm. So she's older now. Um, and she started to be more like curious of what's happening around her. I think she's like a teenager. I think around 17, something like that. Yes, because she didn't have, yeah. So she's like getting older. She's questioning why she's there because now she knows she goes by herself to the research center. Um, so she goes to the clinic and to get, she's getting all this stuff done. She, that she never knows. She never asks questions. But apparently these days she starts to have questions and paying attention to what they say. And she realizes she's getting a booster. She doesn't know what a booster is. So she's just like listening, paying attention to everything. And... I think she's starting to realize, like, maybe I'm more of an experiment than you're keeping me alive. Yes. Um, Well, I think as you get older, you're like, they're taking stuff from your body and nobody's telling you anything. Exactly. I can't imagine how. what's going on? Because I understand that, like, I'm special, but. Yeah. Because even when I go to the doctor and they don't tell me what, like, what they're doing, I'll get upset. I'm like, you need to explain everything you're doing. Yeah. So I can't imagine her every time she goes, she can't have any questions. Who was like. So she lives in Florida, but she comes here for all of her health care. And she was like, I just don't trust them. Because one time she went to get blood work done in Florida for one of our doctors up here. And they called her after about a week and was like, so we lost your blood sample. And she's like, excuse me, you lost my blood? 
that's a little personal uh-huh. of a thing to be yeah. losing. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, well, you can come in and have it done again. And she was like, no, thank you. I'd rather just go to Rhode Island and have my blood drawn. Thank you. <laughs> that's crazy. How you lose uh, blood? They, yeah. Yeah. They know like, how oh, it you happened. you lost your blood sample. Yeah. But that just reminded me of that. That's like, funny. you know, just people being aware. Like, I know that it becomes so typical that you're taking blood, but it's like, this is your. Yeah. Your personal belonging. It is. Yeah. It's true. Um, so one day she kind of like runs around the building because she wants to find out what's happening. And she goes around and she gets found by a security guard. And he's like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to take you to the library where we have all the data. And you can find out everything that they have on you. Like right. what they're doing to you. And she's kind of like, are you sure? Like, you're, are you like kind of like lying to me? He's like, no. Everybody knows who you are. And we feel like bad for you. So we really want to help. It's not like there's no other intentions. We really just want to help. There's more people involved to help her. Uh, because it's a big project. It is, like it's out of the end order. Um, so they tell her, come this time, whatever. We're going to meet you there and you, we're going to take yeah, you to the library. Be at the back door at 7.55. Nah. I made that up. I made that Something up. like that it is. It has yeah, a five. Yeah, it was very specific. He was like, make sure that it's this time because they had to like do something to unlock the door. Yeah, yeah. So they do take her to the library where they have all the information. She finds out that the, peop- the data is kept inside kids' brain. Right. So they recruited these special kids to memorize all this data and recite it. And when they don't want the data anymore, they, or the kids start to get older and they start questioning, they dispose of them. That was so fucked up. I listened to that chapter <laughs> twice as well because I was so confused. I was like, did I read this correctly? Or hear this correctly because I didn't yeah. read it. Uh, they get... Um, d- she, they said dispose, but there was another word that they use. They get canceled. Something a word like deleted. A re, oh, they get retire. Retired. Yeah, that's much more palatable. So the woman, I think the woman that kind of have her. I don't know if she had her data comes to her. I think she just kind of like walked down and. I started talking to her yeah. and she was like kind of 20 and she's like, this is fucking wrong. What we're doing here. Like, can you please get me out of here? Yeah. And woman's like, okay, let's go. So she gets the girl. She gets caught. This is the part that I don't understand what happened to Umi. So did she, because they talk like she gets like a knife, like a, a, a pen that is a knife. Right. That she tries to commit suicide or they, I feel her. like she because threatened they, to take her life because she knew she was important mm-hmm. and she wanted whoever caught them to let them escape. So she was like, I'm going to take my life if you don't let us escape. True. Because she quotes Sarah's quote in that moment. Yeah. So she was like, fuck it. What's the fucking point? Exactly. But I think she does cut herself. Yeah, because the she the the um, the what they say like the warmth and all of that. It feels like she has stuff coming out of her nose. Like that sounds like bleeding. Uh, the warmth that she felt in her yeah. neck. Yeah. So she did try to commit suicide. Mm. Okay. So, but she doesn't die. 
which is in the description of how she is like awake after mm-hmm. is insane. But I think it's, it comes from the point of view of the sister. So she is like laying down and she's like all like in and out. Mm-hmm. And the guy that is in, like, in charge of her, like the project, she's the project. He's like freaking out and mad because he's basically saying, we're not done with you. So we are going to keep you alive and that alive means many things. They're just gonna. He's basically like, if you're gonna be uncooperative, we can keep you alive without having to actually deal with you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which is <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Um. So that's that's it. That's the end of Umi. We don't know anything about Umi. Yeah, that was very confusing. Yes. I had to listen like twice of Umi's. Because it's not very specific, so I wasn't sure what, what happened. Yeah, that was le- that was really left to interpretation. Yeah, and I think that's the end too. So I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the last the last chapter is about the sibling. So they get a notice that the Sahat State is going to be demolished. I was like, "Oh my god!" And that's it. That's all the book tells you. Well, like, didn't they do that often? In the beginning, it explains that every now and then they would get a notice about demolition. Oh, but it never happened. It never happens. But maybe Uh, there was something a little bit more forceful about this demo. Maybe they did something. Maybe somebody thought that a guy from the Saha States was stalking a doctor and died. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. So one time she's like hanging out and then the police comes and they're like, you need to come with us. Because we have information. Kind of hinted that we know what your brother is. So she gets taken to the research center. And she is met with the secretary chief. I don't fucking know what that means. But that's (laughs) the guy that we met in there. And he's kind of like, hi, how are you? And blah, blah, blah. And they're (laughs) just like, okay, you're here because we have some things that you want. But we need something from you. Um, so the guys is sitting in front of a glass and behind that glass is Umi and Umi. The description is like, she's covered in gauze from her thighs up to her chest, something like that. But at the same time, you can see her body and you can see blood. Oh, and she's like, kind of like awake, but not awake. Like her mouth is opening and closing. So she was the word when you're like between alive and dead. I don't know. I should have thought about where. Like she's just there. Umi maybe is gone. But they just keep her alive how the guy wanted her to keep her alive. Is she maybe brain dead? I don't know. I d- like I didn't get the idea that they like did that. I don't think her. she was brain dead. She must be like um certainly heavily drugged. For sure. Um, fuck, what's that word? Well, I don't remember that word right now. I think that's okay. Okay. I think you got your point across. Yeah. Um, so they were like, we need to get some data that was stolen. We need it. And the person that has the data is the custodian. Oh. And they were like, we need him. We want him to give us the data. He took some data. I think he was there in the research center. He was like, fuck this. And he took a bunch of stuff and left. Right, right. Yeah, I remember that. 
And and she was like, she attacks the guy. And the guy's like, are you stupid? I can kill you, blah, blah, blah. And like, just give me that. And she kind of hints like, and we have your brother. Like, I'll give you your brother and Umi if you bring yeah. me that. So she leaves. And she buys a gun from the woman in the agency, the job agency. Mm-hmm. And so she gets a tour of the ministry because she's so like uh they had like a some kind of thing on tv before she went to the tour of the seven ministries mm. and so she's planning on killing them so yeah. she memorized the entire building and she knew where to go so the guy's giving her the tour and he she's like okay we're done she kills the tour guy yeah that was sad yeah and so she gets caught by the sec- chief secretary and he was like also like very nonchalant like i can yeah. imagine how mean he was like that guy from um i can remember it shit today for the giving... Ta- tarantino movie oh the german one? guy oh i don't remember his name yeah but that movie um so she was like who are you going to kill there's no minister like there's no ministry there's no seven ministries that doesn't exist it's all a lie yeah this is a mind fuck yeah like it's basically you guys are kept down by who knows at this like at that point like nobody knows and she was like why are you gonna demolish the Saha? And he's like, oh, that's happening? Uh-huh. Like, who had a fucking idea who decided that? Yeah. So that's like how in, like how entangled and like crazy it became. Like, nobody really knows who's making this. Even he says, like, I have no power. That's fucking insane. Yeah. So she, so he kind of goes like, okay. Like, who's broadcasting from the... Well, basically, they just obviously the people that do, they just keep the propaganda so mm. to keep people in fear of doing something is so fake. So she's kind of in shock, asking, asking questions, and she's and he's like, "Calm down, like just fucking leave." Yeah, and be like the rest. Like she's like like the rest of the people that find out they just kept living their life. Mm. And I think she also remembers Sarah's quote. Mm-hmm. I think this quote was very important. I should have it. It's very <laughs> yeah. short. So she remembers Sarah's quote. And she attacks the guy. And she points a gun at him. And she says, or she thinks, like, I'm not going to leave like the others. I'm going to leave the rest of my days with Umi my brother the end yeah so she kills herself um I don't know but didn't we get vibes that the custodian had ended up there at one point too well what she what she thinks is he's they the she secretary is like, just go back to your life like everybody else that finds out. So she thinks about all the people that she kind of 
assume that they went through this. Yeah. They got they found this like lie and they really didn't live. They well, never forgot. So I, I think, think I that's figured it out. Okay. So I think she works through it in her head and realizes that at some point the custodian went there and figured the same thing out and then ended up at Saha Estates. And this is what Sarah's quote was about. It was about living in the Saha Estates and like, is this life worth living? Like, am I living? And so when this guy is like, go back to your life, she understands that it isn't a life. And it's kind of like all the stories that we read. Nobody forgets what happened to them. There's a reason why they ended up as a high state. Like right. nobody forgets what they have done to these people. So my interpretation them. is she is the next, the next uprising. She is the next riot. Ah. Oh. Or we're going to wait for the sequel. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's why I wrote, I was confused Which by the a end. Ter- like a very different book. It is all about the new uprising, <laughs> overthrowing the ministry. I thought it was so fucked. It was very like, you worked so hard to get here and you went through so much turmoil. And it's like, the truth is, it's nobody. It's like the Wizard of fucking Oz. Like, if you guys were like rebelling, you guys would win. Yeah. And he was like, but y'all can't. That's why she loses her shit. Like, yeah, she's like, "What the fuck am I going to go back to?" And then if she kills him, what is the worst thing that can happen to her? Yeah, die. She's she like, was going to die. You just said you you don't have any power. That's true. <laughs> so what does it matter? But we don't know if the brother died, right? Um, we don't. He just appears too. Yeah. Well, they catch him. True. He tries to run, and they catch him. So I think the truth is that they have everybody, but nobody knows who the man behind the curtain is. Yeah. Very, very happy book. You can tell that I picked the book. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Anything that makes your brain circu- circle that hard is definitely a Gabriella book. Okay, so the dive, the entire time I was reading this book, I re- have you watched the movie Parasite? No, I haven't. So I was thinking about this book, this movie, the way that they, when they were explaining how people lived in Sahel State, it reminded me of Parasite. Parasite is like from Korea too. Uh-huh. And it talks about the difference in classes, uh-huh. like the extreme poverty and like the super rich people. And they talk about this class of citizens that live in basements that they're not supposed to be houses. They were supposed to be during the war to be like, um, like the bomb. like a shelter yes but the the when people started to move in from the villages to the city there wasn't enough houses and the prices are insane mm-hmm. to live there so people started to rent those basements so they're like below the um ground? the street the ground level so it's like this it's kind of stupid if I explain it to you like that will be your window uh-huh. where you only can see like the bottom okay so it's like if you lived in a split level ranch like how you can like walk into the house yeah. and if you go up 
it's a house but if you go down like there's you walk into a split level ranch and mm-hmm. the, the stairs are just mm-hmm. like this in front of you mm-hmm. no, and lower the basement, than that yeah i should have shown you pictures so what do you mean like you can't see the ground you can't sometimes see the- you can even see it okay. you have no windows nothing yeah oh yeah that's true so below ground yeah below ground yeah i don't know where i'm like so <laughs> they are not made to to people to live there and they're right. constantly getting flooded because the mm. water gets in there. So they have pictures of like people. The movie is so well, like obviously well done because they do that. You like get grossed out by everything there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not selling the movie. So they have, no, it's a good movie. She's like, yeah, but watch it. It's so disgusting, but watch it. Well, it's not disgusting. It's just like so fucking sad that people live there even now. And they're constantly full. Wait, of, is this real? Yeah. This is something real that has still happens. This is like, fuck off. Yeah, I that's why this the movie, was fiction from the movie. No, the movie. That's what the movie fuck, portrays, fuck, fuck, so like fuck, the fuck. actual society things. Oh my god! So why I was I picked the dive to talk. What well, my dive is about this society thing in South South Korea that is there in the book because when I went to read about the book, the point of the author is to point out all the society issues that South Korean people talk about. Right. So she talks about a lot of stuff. So I was like, I can't <laughs> like ignore that. I can talk about all of those, but the ones that I kind of remember because I watch um, Parasite and they do talk about that. Like younger people, very hard to find jobs. It's so competitive for everything that you do because I don't think there's enough for everybody. So everything is super good. But we know that those countries are like, yeah, everything is super good competitive and so i read about people that live there and it's usually people like older people because they don't make money so everybody knows that people live there that is illegal and they come and take you out from there but people go back because they have no other places to live right so it constantly gets flooded constantly like there's water black but it's not paint it's mold oh no and they keep promising that they were gonna like relocate them they have relocated some people but it's not enough right um and the name of it is i'm not gonna pronounce it i wrote it but i have no idea how to pronounce it (gasps) that scared me i was like what animal is this (laughs) it was gabriella's book and so also you can totally put your foot there if you want um i was just like coming down here to check out the name this uh b-a-n-j-i-h-a yeah I don't have a clue. Yeah, me either. So also, like, um, they talk about how the the population of the South Korea, like, there's a lot of young people, and they're the ones that are actually, like, talking more about the problems that they have, how hard it, live to, it is to live in South Korea. The competition, like, with, it starts, like, with academy, academics, not academy academic and then it goes into jobs and then it's life and it's all this pressure that they have is like they were saying like it never ends so in 2015 like the younger people it started to have like a inside joke calling hell korea and there's like a like a name they were given making fun of like a satire thing Mm -hmm. like this is fucking horrible to live there so they gave it a name yeah. But then it slowly it became like a mainstream joke. So everybody right. does call like hell South Korea. Yeah. Into in younger people. 
Um, well, yeah, I think I said that. And there's like, like I said, the competition for jobs is super hard. And like the way like to get jobs, like you need to know somebody. It doesn't matter if even if you have this skill. But like I think that happens everywhere. But I think the smaller the country, the smaller the society, the harder it is to get there. That makes sense because that's like, you know, that small town where everybody knows everybody. So it makes sense that networking would be so essential in yeah. a small country that's yeah. so competitive. So I, I forgot to, I wanted to put an article that I read. It was exclusively younger people. And they were talking about how bad and like the pressure that they have and they were talking about even men and women because they they're not having babies and they were saying like uh, how impossible is to have babies they were like first of all we have this culture that you literally have to work from beginning to end i mean from like the morning at night Mm. and even there you don't make money who's gonna take care of the babies like you're 35 many of them want to have babies even the men he was like then i get married and then your family is like, when you're having the babies, when you're having the other one, and then you have to take care of your parents, like this constant pressure that it never ends. And he's like, that's why the, the suicide rate is so high in the youth in these countries because the pressure is crazy. That reminded me of something. Like when you were talking about how in the Saha, not Saha, I'm sorry, in town, like they, they had great... Um, healthcare. I, I distinctly remember them talking about that and they were like, you can have your baby whether you're a citizen or not. You can have your child care, yeah. your pregnancy and all of that taken care of, but they will take your baby. Mm. Oh, shit. And that's why Umi's mom, was it Umi? That's why Umi's mom didn't want to have Umi in those centers. Yeah, because I remember Granny was like, you could just go, why are you here? Why are you going to risk this? And she was like, I don't want them to take my baby oh i forgot that yeah oh wow that's very dark. because they will take your baby what the fuck no who mm-hmm. didn't make with this i mean definitely her baby like she knew there was an yeah. added layer to it but if you were not a citizen and you wanted the good care you could have it but you just couldn't take your baby home <gasps> fuck isn't that fucking nuts that's insane yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, that's good. I didn't, I didn't remember that. And so they talk about there's like these corporations like Hyundai, Samsung. They're like big, big, big. They have a name for that too. Big sources of employment. But even there, it's very hard to get into. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Is that the Chebo? Yeah. That's a, like a whole other thing. Hmm. Um, what does that mean? These big corporations... That That's they, not like a like a like a satire satirical name. Uh no, it's just given. Like so that South means Korea. if you work in there, like if you're gonna have like good benefits, like a uh, good, it's a okay. good job. But the, those kind of jobs that if you're there, you're never gonna leave because if you leave, you're gonna fucking die because it, that's the, what will keep you alive. Right. Um, wow, this is intense. So, and I read an article. I think this is this one. That it talks about the military service and it talks about that if you watch the K drama, <laughs> which I don't, talks about a lot of the hazing in the military, how it is obligatory, the military, and then how hard it is for the young people. It's very abusive. There's like a lot of abuse in the military. Shit. Yeah. I never, I never seen any K drama, so I have no idea. Me neither. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. And I think 
this in all of the articles is mostly like younger people saying that it's like how can you live it's like we can't live with like suffocating and then obviously i read another article that is like older generation they're like oh these young people they don't know what is to suffer we went to korea and all of that you know like comparing the generations that you're saying they're just babies but i think what they're complaining about they're not complaining that like oh my god i'm working 30 hours no there's like what they're saying that they're suffering that shit is hard Fuck you. <laughs> what they're complaining about <laughs> I filled out my timesheet. Like, I, I get paid bi-weekly. <laughs> yeah. And I filled out my timesheet. And I work 33 hours a week now. With my, my schedule changed a little bit. I mm-hmm. used to work uh, slightly less. And so, cumulatively, I should work 66 hours in two weeks. Since, for the last, like, four, since I stopped doing the Saturday thing. This is the first time <laughs> I've ever actually gotten to 66. And you were like, we're done. And I was so fucking scandalized because I was running behind so much this last week because I had like a truly traumatic work week. Yeah. And now I sound like such a dick yeah. um, because I went 20 minutes over the 66 hour in two weeks. I remind you. In two weeks, I was like, this is unfucking. This is slavery. I'm like, the fuck am i you're disgusting brandy i know it's like oh god this is so much work um and also i think the last thing i will say about the article they read um it was like also the pressure that they feel because for like the families to pull their kids through school is very also very expensive so the parents make huge sacrifices so as the daughter of the son you have this huge pressure to not let them down and like they are grateful but at the same time the pressure is insane to keep up because it's never enough and they were like i don't want to do this but i'm doing it for my parents mm. so it's just a cycle it's rough yeah i'm really glad i don't have to do that yeah i, I will i, think I would they will, crumble i will die yeah i would disown like they will never talk to me i will live in those basements I would be one of the data things until I mean, like, I I think I I have pretty good recall. I think I would have been a great database until my 20s, my mid 20s. I think I would have started to decline and been retired. And I think I would have been fine with that if the alternative was that existence. Yes. No. Yeah. Listen. Like how, YouTube but it's fascinating it. how much of a comment this was. Like, of course, I read in the descriptions of the book when I was getting it, like how it was a comment on the politics or what have you. But I, I had no idea that this was an issue. I didn't know that this. What was an issue? Like all of the things you just talked about. Oh, I had an idea because, like, kind of the culture, the Asian culture. But the articles were like very, um, because it was like very recent, like it still happens. And it was being talked more because of the younger generation, like the older wouldn't see it the same way. So it was like kind of interesting. It's very young people and they're like so scared yeah, to do anything. And I scared that they might commit suicide too because their friends are doing it because they can't because it's never enough. Huh. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Which is like when you 
I always knew that those countries that had like a higher suicide rate in because of depression. But then you see like other countries had also a higher suicide rate, but like another reason. That's it. That was, I just find it. I don't know why I find that interesting. So you can follow us. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just kidding. Um, I should probably, should I make a deeper comment on... If you want. I couldn't even think of a transition. I'm a little traumatized. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I changed my dive like so many times. So when I was running the Asahi State, I was like, oh, I can talk about the different kind of like places in different countries that have kind of the same type of living situation. Because you can talk about the favelas in Brazil. It's like that state is very independent. They have their own like little clinics, uh, like daycare like like that and it has like a long story how those people got there like very sad state and i read it and then i was like oh let me see if south korea has it and they do have it too this is actually a little bit wild because this reminds me a lot of the book i'm reading by the same author as the thing in the snow which i think is like sean adams or something like that and it's called the heap and it's talking about this structure called Los Verticales, which was a skyscraper, mm-hmm. basically village. Like yeah. it started out as just apartments, but then it turned into like, like yeah. it grew up, but it also had to grow out a little bit because of physics. And like you were talking about earlier about the below, like the level mm-hmm. apartments, mm-hmm. there was inner units and they would give them UV screens as windows to like mimic outside yeah but it's it was very much and they created their own like they had all of their own things they had a hospital in there they had all of the cafes and the people would live their entire lives in Los Verticales Mm -hmm. not leave and yeah what was I gonna say oh it even got terrible because they were having a lot of congestion like in the elevators and the stairwells and all that uh that they started putting people in different groups in different time zones what yeah so there were time zones within los verticales that that's insane so that people weren't all trying to get around at the same time wow and even talked about kids that would go out to college and have trouble adjusting to like the real time or even just life where you didn't like go to go they had planned snow days and they would like ice luge a a stairwell (laughs) And kids would go sledding. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. But it um, collapsed. Oh. There's a a place, I think it's in Hong Kong. And it's like these huge buildings. And you can see like little, little um, windows. Like it goes up. That looks so terrible. I mean, I No, the picture is insane. The picture is insane. I would cry, 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 cry. I actually was watching Push last night, and I'm pretty sure it takes place in Hong Kong. Okay. That's a movie with, like, Dakota Fanning and the guy that plays Captain America. Yeah. I forgot his name. (sighs) Okay. This was very, you know, very happy episode. Before you go watch Push, you can. That was a terrible transition. Okay. Uh, Well... On Instagram, I need to get the password from Vanessa so I can start like posting stuff because I didn't post anything for the last episode. Isn't it? 
Oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> say it out loud. So I can post like pictures and stuff. So you can follow us on Instagram, a podcast podcast. And what else? I think that's it for now because I don't have Facebook. And yeah, nobody's going to email us. No, don't email us. That's fine. I don't have access. Brandy has access. Why don't you have access? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't let me in. I'm so confused. <laughs> um, do you want to say what we're going to do next? Um, yeah, as soon as I check it out. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. We're going to do Elena's book. Yes. Yeah. So it's called The Butcher and the Wren. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, the first podcast I ever listened to was Morbid Podcast. Me too. Yeah, me too. And one of the hosts of Morbid Podcasts recently wrote her own novel. Yeah. And I finally got around to buying it and I'm going to read it. And then that's what we're going to do for you yes, next time. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm really I excited I think too. I'm going to like it. I like her storytelling way like how yeah she says so it. i'm like a a couple pages in and i'm already living really it's, yeah. how long is it i don't know okay then we can tell sorry. you next so time sorry. Um, i don't think it's i don't think it's a super long book no it doesn't look like like super like long oh okay oh girl you need to sit up all right <laughs> um please rate and review us and um yeah thank you thank you so much for listening bye-bye oh sorry i just minimized it instead of <laughs> Well, all right, now goodbye. You can keep it.